If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two taps on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. I'm Jeffrey, and welcome back to Night Falls. Join me around the campfire at the foot of these mystical falls for a podcast of bedtime stories designed to help you sleep. Each week, we'll begin with a brief meditation before settling into our story for the evening. And don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. I want you to drift off whenever you're ready. Thanks again for coming back to Nightfalls. I love coming back to things like a good book, a movie, or a piece of music. This week, I've been in the garden oiling some wood with Otto by my side. As soon as I'd finished, there was an unexpected downpour. It washed away what had taken me hours in a matter of seconds. But regardless of that, I couldn't help but appreciate the beauty of the moment, the sounds of the rain, and the sweet smell of wet grass. I'll just have to come back to oiling the wood some other time, but I wouldn't change the rain that day. This evening... Join me around the campfire and I'll tell you the tale of Logan Anderson, an astronaut, an adventurer who realises his lifelong dream of visiting Mars by becoming a crew member in the very first spaceship to colonise the Red Planet. Logan's story is one of embracing change, of letting go of what life once was, in order to make space for all the wonderful things that life could one day be. I hope that tonight, as you hear how Logan's dreams came true, you find yourself sinking into deep dreams of your own. Before we join Logan aboard the spaceship as it makes its first descent onto Mars, let's take a moment to bring our own energy down for the evening 
take a little time to simply breathe, to be, as you settle in for the night. Just as Logan prepared for the moment his childhood dream would come true, you too are preparing for your own kind of dreams, the kind afforded to you by a deep and restful night's sleep. Once you're settled in a comfortable position, take a moment to consider all that you have on this earth to be grateful for. Perhaps it's your friends and family you cherish the most, or maybe it's the blazing summer sun. Perchance you find yourself grateful for something as simple and ritualistic as the cup of tea you drink whilst tucking into a book before bed, drawing in a deep breath. Feel all of that gratitude flooding through your body on the steady current of your breath. As you exhale, let go of any energy that no longer serves you, releasing it from your body on your out-breath. Inhaling deeply once more, feel your chest beginning to open up and know that with each deep breath in, that sense of gratitude of love and compassion fills you up and grows within you. As you exhale, release any remaining dregs of energy lingering in your body. Allow yourself to drift into relaxation, just as Logan's ship drifts between the stars in the night sky above. Now if you're feeling ready, our tale can begin. Logan Anderson gazed out at the porthole window as his spacecraft neared the end of its long voyage and the red planet grew ever closer. Once but a small red dot, far off in the distance among a vast canvas of twinkling stars, the surface of Mars was now becoming clearer, more defined with every passing minute. Ever since he was a child, Logan had been fascinated with the planet and knew the landscape of it like the back of his hand. He could pinpoint the locations of the planet's well-known features, such as Olympus Mons, the tallest volcano in the solar system, and Valles Marineris, the longest canyon on Mars. He had scrapbooks full of images from the first black-and-white photographs sent back from Viking 1 in July 1976 to the recent ones captured by the Mars Curiosity rover in full, glorious colour. But seeing Mars through a telescope or watching it via video footage did not compare with the awe-inspiring vision of seeing it so close. Like the rest of the 12-person crew on board the ship, he couldn't take his eyes off the spectacular sight. It was hard to believe he would be soon stepping onto the wondrous planet. He'd been dreaming about this for as long as he could remember. Captain Luisa Ortiz cut through his thoughts and announced landing procedures were commencing and they were on track to land on Mars in less than an hour. Logan thought back to his last look at Earth all those months ago 
when his journey had first begun. Now he'd watched the blue planet getting farther and farther away, looking like a blue jewel, suspended in the black sky. Before the ship had travelled too high, he'd been able to locate Kansas below him, which caused his mind to fill with thoughts of the farm where he'd lived all his life. He'd never appreciated the sheer beauty of Earth before, but as he watched it getting further away, he realised how amazing the blue planet was. It had the perfect atmosphere to sustain life, and it provided abundant supplies of water and food for all its inhabitants. In the months before he'd embarked on his Mars mission, he travelled around Earth and absorbed as much of its beauty as he could. He'd seen amazing snow-capped mountains looking out over lush forests. He'd sailed across beautiful oceans full of amazing sea life, journeyed through landscapes of snow on the back of a sleigh, ridden on a camel over miles of desert, witnessed striking sunrises and spectacular sunsets which had taken his breath away. Yet, it was the people who'd captured his heart. He'd come across strangers who welcomed him as family and met travellers with stories of adventures around the globe. It was the people he'd missed the most, particularly his parents. They had promised to stand on the farmhouse veranda and wave to him on the day of the launch, even though they wouldn't be able to see the spaceship as more than a speck as it rocketed through the sky. Logan had promised to wave to them too, which he had done. He hadn't been the only one to say farewell to Earth. He noticed other crew members waving and blowing kisses through the windows. The normally stern-faced geologist, Dr. Gregory Beckenbauer, had surprised everyone by making a cupping motion with his hands and declaring he was holding Earth in his palms and sending it love. Even though he'd been despondent at leaving his family, Logan knew that being among the first Martian colonists would be the culmination of his lifelong dream. He had the spirit of a pioneer, driven to explore, to find purpose, to reach for the stars. Still, he had his reservations, worries for the life he would be leaving behind. But his parents, in their loving way, told him to chase his dreams, that he was born for a life of adventure among the stars. Logan knew they were right. He'd lost count of the number of hours he'd spent staring into the night skies, drawn to the faraway red dot he'd seen long ago through his uncle's telescope, always wondering what life there would be like. He brought himself back to the present and looked closer at the topography which was becoming clearer through the window. Even though he was expecting it, his eyes widened in surprise when Olympus Mons rolled into view. The videos he'd watched did not give justice to the awe-inspiring beauty of the towering mountain 
as it looked out over the red landscape beneath it. The ship turned gently, and a different scene came into view, this time of rocky cliffs layered in deep maroons and pale pinks. He witnessed sweeping sand dunes, frozen in time. Seeing such an arid landscape, it was difficult to imagine that water had once run freely over its surface. Atmospheric changes had caused the waters of Mars to run dry, leaving the planet barren and dusty. Hugely ambitious plans had been drawn up to reverse the situation and return water and life back to the long sleeping planet, and with hope to build a thriving community with thousands of colonists within the next 50 years. It would happen. Logan was certain of that. As they headed towards the designated docking area, Captain Ortiz kept the crew updated on how the landing procedure was progressing and confirmed everything was running smoothly. More red-hued land filled their windows, bringing the reality of their immediate future even closer. Soon, the captain announced their descent was beginning. Logan became aware of the change in direction, accompanied by sounds coming from the ship as it headed downwards. Thanks to the hundreds of hours spent in training, he was familiar with the various motions and noises the ship would make on this part of its voyage. As he continued to look out of the window, he was reminded of the first journey he ever took by plane when he was a child. How amazing it was to see the land from up high and then to witness it coming closer and closer until he could see the white lines of the landing strip. The scenery meeting his gaze this time couldn't have been more different. Instead of the familiar sight of other planes or the airport buildings, he got his first glimpse of the region where he'd be spending the foreseeable future. Sturdy inflatable buildings had been put in place months before the spaceship launched. They would withstand whatever the planet sent their way. Logan hadn't been surprised the colony was made of temporary structures because he was aware of the plans to construct accommodation beneath the ground as soon as possible. There were many caves and caverns which were suitable for habitation, not to mention the giant lava tubes which would provide ample space. Experiments had already been carried out on the red soil of Mars, and the scientists knew how easy it was to make reassuringly solid bricks which would be perfect for buildings of any kind. Logan smiled as he remembered an advertisement he'd seen before he had left Earth. When plans for colonization effort had been made public, a space-themed frenzy had swept around the globe, which led to merchandise of all kinds. Mock Martian-style homes composed of dark red bricks had been quickly constructed 
and sold in their thousands. The descent of the ship slowed and a low hiss was audible. Smoothly, the ship came to a rest. They had landed. Finally. The crew members shared elated looks and wide smiles before breaking into applause. Logan noticed more than one person had become misty-eyed with emotion, including himself. He closed his eyes and savoured the incredible feeling of his biggest dream coming true. Knowing he couldn't linger, Logan released his harness and then joined his colleagues in preparing to leave the vessel. Their months on board had consisted of completing routine checks and performing the same activities over and over again. But that was about to change. There were many experiments to be undertaken on the planet and numerous plans to put into operation. They collected what they needed for the immediate future and made their way towards the exit doors. The protocol was to let Captain Ortiz alight from the ship first, so Logan was surprised when she stepped away from the door. The other crew members did the same and turned to look at Logan at the back of the line. When he questioned what they were doing, the captain said, Out of all of us, You are the one who's been dreaming about Mars for almost every second of your life. She smiled. And it's only fitting that you be the first to step onto the planet. Good manners got the better of Logan, and he made a polite refusal. The captain was having none of it, and with a gleam of amusement in her eyes, she told him it was an order not open for discussion. Logan was overwhelmed by their kindness. He slowly walked towards the door. It opened upon his approach and the magical landscape of Mars filled his view and his heart. He climbed down the ladder and then Logan Anderson, a farmer's son, from Kansas, took his first steps on Mars. After walking a little way, he looked back at his footprints in the red dust. He scooped a handful of soil up and watched as it trickled through his fingers. He had plans for the soil, big plans. He was soon joined by the others. Captain Ortiz placed a hand on his shoulder said, I've been waiting months to say this. Logan, it looks like we're not in Kansas anymore. She quickly walked away, ignoring the groans which followed her. The crew entered the temporary building, which would be home for a while, and closed the airtight doors behind them. They removed their helmets and spacesuits 
shaking off bits of red dust in the process. Everyone walked to their allotted personal quarters and put some personal items down which would add a home-like touch to the area. Logan put a photograph of his parents on the shelf next to his bed. It was followed by photos of other family members and his friends. Their smiling faces lightened his heart and he wished he could share this adventure with them. He was looking forward to contacting them later via video phone and showing them around. Once personal items were in place, the crew proceeded to undertake the many checks which were needed, including contacting their team on Earth. As Logan went about his tasks, he couldn't help but look out at the Martian landscape through the windows was already beginning to feel familiar. He was eager to explore it further, but he knew he'd have to wait until every check had been completed. A few hours later, the crew settled in the kitchen area to enjoy their first meal on Mars. Even though it was dried food, it didn't diminish the novelty and joy of the occasion drinks of carbonated water were raised in toasts amongst the group, who were now more than just colleagues. They fell into talks about the future of Mars and the parts they were going to play. They had already talked about this subject numerous times, but discussing it now that they'd arrived on the planet made it seem more real. Dr. Gregory Beckenbauer, the geologist, spoke first and explained how he would take samples of the rocks and delve deeper into the planet's history and see how that would help shape its future. And of course, he would be looking for evidence to answer the question that had been asked thousands of times. Was there life on Mars? Others discussed their plans for the underground buildings. A map was produced which showed the sheer size of some of the caverns, some of them bigger than concert halls. Their conversation turned to other buildings which could be constructed in the future, their proposed plans becoming wilder and more outrageous with each person who spoke. Despite the preposterous nature of their ideas, they all seemed within the realms of possibility. They had landed on Mars, so anything was achievable. Captain Luisa Ortiz discussed her plans for the planet's atmosphere. With eyes full of hope and excitement, she explained how it could be reverse-engineered thus bringing Mars back to life. Instruments had already been constructed which would make this possible, and there were even prototype machines in existence which could change the very air future inhabitants would breathe, thus negating the need for helmets. She gazed towards one of the windows, saying that anything was possible, and they would heal this planet and help it to thrive again 
and one day the same kind of aurora lights which stand above the poles of Earth would appear once more in the atmosphere above Mars. It was Logan's turn to speak next, as well as knowing everything there was to know about Mars. He was a doctor in soil studies and had invented many ways to improve the growing processes of plants, some of which were now being widely practiced on Earth. He still wasn't sure if it had been his expertise in the area of plants which had secured him a place on this mission, or his thorough knowledge about Mars. Not that it mattered now. Logan launched into his talk about the crops he would grow. He would start by using hydroponic methods until the time came when he could grow crops in the Martian soil. He showed them his stack of seeds which had been carefully selected months ago. Hearing the names of the familiar plants brought smiles of delight to his colleagues as they imagined the delightful crunch of an apple or the sweetness of a luscious strawberry. Logan expanded on his plans and explained that once there was a steady flow of water, he'd be able to farm the surface of the planet a lot more. Just like the others, he got swept away with his dreams and talked about acres of thriving orchards and wildflowers blowing in a warm Martian breeze. Many new plants could be cultivated in the future. The possibilities were endless. With eyes aglow, he said, imagine the taste of a Martian pear or the first drink of Martian wine made from home-grown grapes. Home-grown, the captain said. Are you already thinking of Mars as your home? Logan nodded. I am. It feels like that to me, as if I'd been waiting all my life to be here. And, forgive me if I sound ludicrous, but it feels like the planet's been waiting for us too. The crew nodded in agreement. More talk about the future of Mars ensued, and all the amazing things which would happen there, including the birth of the first child. They fell silent for a while, each lost in their thoughts. The captain broke the silence and announced there was a lot of work to do before infants began toddling around the planet. She suggested they say goodnight to Earth before continuing with the last of their work for that day. The long-range telescope was set up and images of Earth were broadcast onto a large screen. The sight of the blue planet swathed in white clouds caused silence to fall once more. Logan voiced the thoughts of the others. Look at it. Earth. It's so beautiful. And absolutely perfect. All the work we have to do here has already been done there by the planet itself. 
It's a wonderful place to live. We are so lucky. Sensing the air of melancholy which had settled on his colleagues, Logan noticed the time and asked the captain if they could leave their work for later and take the time to witness their first sunset on Mars. The captain gave her agreement happily. A short while later, the crew drove along the copper-hued ground towards the edge of the designated colonised area, just as the red daytime skies of Mars were the opposite of Earth's blue ones, so were its sunsets. The group left their vehicle and stood in a line as they watched the magic unfurling in front of them. Through the red dust, they gazed as the sun dipped lower in the sky, turning the sky an eggshell blue. The two moons of Mars became visible. Phobos, the one which was nearest the planet, was so close they could make out its uneven surface. The smaller moon of Deimos hung in the sapphire sky behind it. The blue sky gradually darkened until it was navy. The moons became more prominent as they captured the reflected rays of the setting sun. No one spoke. They watched silently as they observed their first sunset on Mars, the planet which had lain barren for billions of years, but a planet which was beginning to wake up. Logan thought about how his future was now linked to this beautiful place. It had all begun with a dream he'd had as a child. He'd never let go of that dream and allowed it to get bigger. And here he was, living his dream, starting a new adventure. He could already feel the stirring of more new dreams at the back of his mind. As the farmer's son fell asleep that night, more images flowed into his sleeping mind. Seemingly impossible ideas filled his dreams. But Logan knew they would come true one day. There was something about this red planet with its two moons. Something almost magical. It was a place where anything could happen. <laughs>